Welcome to the sound of the start of your weekend. Welcome to the sound of the start of your weekend. Ali and George diving in the deep end. Oh, yes, friend. This is the NTT20 betting show. Is that recorded? Yeah. No. Sponsored by Betfair. This is a podcast about betting. Myself, Ali Maxwell, and him, George Ellick, making betting picks ahead of Good Friday's EFL slate. It is very strictly for over 18s only. Uh, and we ask that everyone listening be gamble aware, understand the risks that come with gambling. We're coming to you 24 hours earlier than usual. Double header. Good Friday, 36 games. Easter Monday, 36 games. It's going to be an EFL football bonanza. Hope you're as excited as we are. It's also the Masters this weekend. Oh boy, I love the Masters, I have to say. It is just an incredible weekend of sport and to have it over Easter weekend is good and bad. Um, I mean, there's a lot of football to watch as well, which is going to be quite stressful. I'm also going to the in-laws for the weekend, so I think they're going to be quite flummoxed about me just sitting with a, an iPad and a laptop. Um, I think they know you well enough by now. Probably, yeah. If you had to give one pick, are you going for now? Yes. My one is Jordan Spieth, but I will say... Come on, Jordan. God damn it, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> gosh darn. Um, keep an eye on debutant Kurt Kitayama. <laughs> okay. All right. Just yeah. keep an eye on him. I'm saying nothing. George, you're in continuously good form. Still absolutely flying. Six green weeks in a row. Last week, you didn't get your nap up. Wimbledon lost at home to Rochdale, but it didn't matter because your next best was a 21 to 10 winner, Stoke winning 4 0 at Cov, and your 11 to 2 goals pick winner over 3.5 Barnsley goals against Morecambe was brilliant. So well done. I ruined the streak in that we were five weeks in a row in combined profit. You doing most of the heavy lifting for sure, but you were plus 3.95 and I was minus four. So we were <laughs> minus 0.05 over the weekend and the combined green streak, combined green streak, <laughs> green street. I am looking questionably at Jack Rose, the Sutton goalkeeper who spilled a 95th minute Walsall free kick from range. Uh, it was tapped in by Hutchinson. And that goal sent me from a plus 1.6 week to a minus four week. Tough to take. What's the best bet in the EFL this weekend, George? What's the nap? I am napping Salford to beat Leighton Orient at 11 to 8. Wow. Yeah. I Taking mean, on champions elect. Well, that's kind of part of it. Like, I, you know, I, I, it sounds ridiculous to say it, but I haven't been convinced by Leighton Orient for, for much of the season uh, and normally when I get against them on the betting show they make me look like a fool and maybe they will again but but part of the reason why I'm, I'm putting this up is because I think there must be a chance after getting that win over Carlisle after seeing um, New, uh, Northampton and Stevenage uh, draw against each other which was just a massive step in terms of solidifying their their um, promotion this season over a game day where if they had lost that game and one of the other two teams had won, it would have been very precarious. There's got to be a chance there's a bit of complacency here for, for an Orient side whose form on the road isn't particularly great anyway. I mean, they are unbeaten in four on the road, but when you consider the teams they've played, Crew, Walsall, Grimsby and Hartlepool, you've got four bottom half sides there, you know, a couple of which are in, in, in really poor runs of form when they played them. And they drew three of those games. They'd lost to Tranmere on, on the road before that. And last time they came up against, you know, top quality League Two sides away from home, they lost back to back against Northampton and Stevenage, 1 0 and 3 0. So, yeah, I think there is precedent for Orient being turned over by better teams in League Two anyway. I think Salford come into this in a really rich vein of form. 
um, at home. They've beaten Newport and Doncaster back-to-back in their last two home games. Um, their home form has generally been good. We also saw them go to Stevenage and win that game 3-1. They got a really good point at Stockport last time out. And this is just a bigger game, I, I guess, for, for Salford, who are trying to solidify their playoff position because it's so tight at the top end of League Two. They are only a couple of wins away from being challenging for, for the automatic promotion spots as well. So, yeah, I think Salford are possibly operating at a high level anyway to Orient. I know that Orient are top of the, the, the form uh, table in League Two. Um, and, the, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but I do think Salford are maybe operating as a better team right now anyway. Um, when you cover the home advantage, which is clear in, in between these two sides, and maybe the extra motivation, I, I think Salford will win this. I think Peterborough will beat Shrewsbury uh, 13 to 10, 2.3 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Shrews, well, they've got a pretty poor form line. I think it's fair to give the context of their fixtures. Uh, in the last six, they've played Wickham, who they beat. Uh, they've played Derby away. They drew 2-2 in that one, came back from 2-0 down to draw. Uh, they lost away at Peterborough, this weekend's opponents, or this Friday's opponents. They beat Morecambe 3-1 at home. Since then, they lost 2-0 at Ipswich and 6-0 at Charlton it's a really difficult stretch of fixtures they've dropped down to 10th and it looks like they'll end up in that chunk of teams with Exeter and Charlton and Fleetwood and potentially Lincoln around this sort of 11th to 13th mark they just seem to have lost a lot of threat I think in general the performance levels have just dipped a little bit and it's I'm not even particularly critical of that if that is the case it's fair to say that they did so much in their first 35 games to get to the point that they were at to eke absolutely everything out of so many games that were low margin, to to manage games well enough and to provide threats at the right time and to defend their box so well with such effort and spirit to have completely outperformed expectations, whatever happens from this point. But I don't think it's a stretch to suggest that maintaining those standards in the next few weeks, given that there's really no jeopardy now in terms of relegation, there's no chance of making the playoffs. I don't think it's a stretch to suggest that the standards might drop a little bit. They lost 6-0 against Charlton last Saturday and Charlton played well and Raksaki and Lieburn are in good form and Scott Fraser scores a free kick from 25 yards. There are, there are excuses, there are mitigating circumstances, but it's also something that would never have happened to Shrewsbury between August and February. They just would never have collapsed to that extent. So um, that's a little concerning for me. Um, Flanagan will be suspended after being sent off. So that back three of, of Flanagan, Dunkley, Pennington, that's been very good this season, will be broken up. Um, they're missing Bayliss a lot, who's injured. They're missing George Nurse, the left wing back, a lot, I think. Um, Shipley's been playing in the wing back role. It's not his natural position. So I'm basically predicting that the next six or seven games for them will see a lot of defeats. Peterborough, the form that they're in, the confidence that they're in. Sure, they drew a blank against Oxford last weekend, but in doing so, they've moved into the top six. They're, they're moving in the right direction for me. And with, with such an array of attacking threats against a shrew side that's dipped a little, um, they should get the job done as they did in the reverse fixture just a couple of weeks ago. So Peterborough is my best bet. I did find this a pretty tricky Good Friday slate if I'm honest um, that's where I landed 2.3 13 to 10 with the Betfair Sportsbook next Neil Warnock will be happy I mean he won't be happy with the price he is go on but Huddersfield are 9 to 2 at Watford I'm going to take a chance and put that as my next best wow obviously they are a, a shorter price here away from home at Watford as they were at home to, to Borough when they'll beat them 4-2 um, but they got 7 points from their last 3 games and the performance against Borough in the second half was you know it was 
the best we'd seen from Huddersfield this season and certainly a sign that, that Warnock is getting a tune out of his players. The same cannot be said for Chris Wilder and Watford um, where there is a real lack of, of any redeeming factor to their performances and, and Wilder is very much in agreement with that when you look at the way he's talking about his players. Um, this is a side who are very much limping over the line and um, I don't really see even though I was I was fairly bullish when Wilder came in that he would be able to to, to see some kind of a turnaround. I think things have, have possibly got worse since he came in. I, I don't think he's necessarily to blame for that. It just seems like a a squad of players that are not pulling their weight for the shirt and with their playoff chances pretty much dwindled. Um, I think things could possibly get worse before they get better. And at nine to two, I think you've got to take a chance here that the highly motivated side, the team with with a great deal to play for, off the back of a really good run of form, a massive win against a better team than Watford, could come here and upset Watford. A Watford side who, who as I say, look like they're they're kind of hiding a bit. So it's a big price. Um, I think it's basically a must bet this weekend for anybody looking at this who's happy to take a chance at a bigger price um, because. As I say, um, one this is a massive, massive game for one team um, up against an out of form side, and they're nine to two. Yeah, I mean that's my my lay. I've laid Watford with the Betfair exchange at one point seven three. So very much with you there. Warnock currently has this Huddersfield squad in full buy-in mode after those wins. Mean that survival coupled with some poor form of those above the the dotted line means that they are very much within reach of survival. That would have seemed crazy to suggest a month ago uh, and for the first five six months of the season so I think buy-in motivation an all-time high for Huddersfield and this opponent is is quite a good opponent I think on that front because there is a blueprint against Watford that we're seeing pretty consistently Luton showed it last weekend albeit they have more quality going forward than Huddersfield both of their goals came from set-piece situations Huddersfield should be targeting them big time they've got Pearson they've got Helic. These guys are threats from set pieces. If you can keep your shape out of possession, if you can keep the ball in front of you, let João Pedro have it, even though he's a quality player, but let him drop deep and have it. And just make sure that you keep your shape and don't allow any space in behind. And then throw everything at them from set pieces because this Watford team over the last few weeks have not looked fast to defend their own box. And you can nick a goal on that front. So uh, yeah, I've laid Watford here for all the reasons that you've said and more. My next best... It's either Ipswich to win to nil or Ipswich minus one against Wickham. Both prices are 2.1. I'd like you to help me decide what's the better option. Okay. I rate Ipswich's current performance level as about as high as it's possible to achieve in League One. Um, They've won seven games in a row to nil. Uh, Six of them have come covering the minus one as well. It's eight clean sheets in a row, their XG ratio over the last eight games is 72%. It's absolutely incredible. Dominance and the confidence in front of goal uh, means that the things that were plaguing them a couple of months ago have just gone away. George Hurst in particular and Nathan Broadhead looked like they were the right signings at the right time to basically be the final pieces of the puzzle. I don't think Wickham are playing particularly well under Matt Bloomfield. I think they're quite loose. I find the goals that they score generally a result of some form of chaos that they've managed to create in their attacks and particularly with set-piece situations rather than really well thought out and quality patterns of play and quality forward players combining really well. I, I, 
I don't think Wickham are going to create many chances at Ipswich on Saturday. I think the mixture of an excited home support and a very high performance level likely leads to an Ipswich win. That's no surprise. They are 1.36 with the sports book to win. So I wanted to boost it, George. And I just don't know, really, because I've got you in the back of my head saying, mate, the way that football is, the amount of luck that's involved, that bet, the winter nil part is just done if Lewis Wing sticks one in from 30 yards. Ipswich can be as dominant as they want, but Lewis Wing sticks one in from 30 yards and that bet's just done. That's dead if that one thing happens. Whereas if that does happen, they can still win minus one. I mean, they've scored three goals or more, three of their last seven. They've scored two in three of the other four. Can you help me out here? How should I be thinking about this, basically? I think if you think the only way that Wickham are going to score is if Lewis Wing thwacks one in from 30 yards, then you should be backing to win to nil. Because in your mind, you should have an idea of how you expect Ipswich's dominance to show itself. Will it be relentless attacking vigour and creating loads of chances in quite an open game? Or will it be just completely stopping Wickham from creating anything of, of note? Or both. Or both. I mean, but no, probably the latter. Well, in that case, go to nil. Ipswich to win to nil, my next best. That's 2.1 with the Betfair Sportsbook. Don't forget, it's bet 10, get two. That means if you bet £10 on EFL Ackers this season, you'll get a £2 free bet. T's and C's in the description of the podcast. Uh, do a laper, please, George, on the Betfair Exchange. I've already laid uh, Watford at 1.73. I'm laying Carlisle uh, in League 2 at 1.87. Um, Carlisle just not in the kind of form that we saw previously in the season, um, they are a home to Tranmere. Now, regular listeners to the podcast would have heard you speak a lot about the Dawes Diamond uh, at Tranmere. You went big on on Dawsey um, uh, in their game last Friday night. It didn't really come to pla- come oh, to fruition. Mate, that game was carnage though. But It was so loose. Yeah. Every time they got it, they just pinned it forward, flooded central areas. It was incredibly loose. They, they were not necessarily in control, but the intent was definitely there. And it feels like Tranmere aside at being priced up at the moment as a team who have little to play for, um, who've just sat in the manager. But I think, that, you know, under the, the new caretaker, there does seem to be, uh, you know, a, a bit of a reaction, I guess, in terms of what they're doing. And for, you know, Carlisle currently coming into this, having not scored in four games and the performance have been really poor in all four and not really creating much of note in any of them. Um, yeah, I think I would lay Carlisle at odds on against most sides at the moment. I mean, obviously for Carlisle, it's a huge game for them. And it's again, they, their fans will be expecting them to win to to maintain their promotion challenge. But um, yeah, right now, given what we're seeing on the pitch from Carlisle, um, I'm happy to take them on, knowing that we're going to have to see an improvement from them and if they're going to win the game. So uh, yeah, laying Carlisle. My goals pick is Mansfield and over 2.5 goals uh, against Swindon. So Mansfield to win and over 2.5 goals. Their form is is really poor, Swindon. And because their league position is still top half, is still decent enough, I think people probably don't realise that actually for some time now they've been very, very poor. Only 10 points in their last 12 league games. Uh, Only Rochdale and Wimbledon have picked up fewer points. They're basically a a bottom four team at the moment. Uh, They are conceding goals for fun. Uh, and that's where Mansfield come in because uh, Mansfield are the second highest goal scorers in the division. We saw last weekend against Crawley when they get it right, 
they are a constant threat. They battered a pretty flimsy Crawley. Aikens up top with just loads of runners around him. Davis Keelor Dunn is in, is in brilliant form. They're very, very difficult to stop when they have space to play into and when they can just get that kind of attacking momentum going. And as for Swindon, they're just tailing off big time here. Um, they're conceding a lot of goals, a lot of late goals. They're showing themselves to be a pretty young green team that aren't particularly good at digging in. Uh, I do think they can hurt Mansfield. That's partly why I liked this for a goal selection, the over 2.5 goals. Uh, I'm expecting a bit of a shootout here because I don't think they're a particularly serious team at the moment, Swindon. They'll be looking ahead to next season already, trying to have a good summer of of recruitment. Uh, Hopefully, if Morris gets his way, they'll bring in a bit more experience to complement some of the, the inexperienced players that they have in their team. But I'm don't fancy them against Mansfield this weekend. I do fancy goals of Mansfield's 17 wins in the league. This season, 11 of them have come with over 2.5 as well. So at 3.75, 11 to 4, Mansfield and over 2.5 goals. My goals pick. Stoke over two and a half goals. Whee! At 3 to 1 Whee! at home to Bristol City. That's fun. Um, is my goals pick. Stoke is so good. <laughs> and I can't. I keep thinking back to me sitting in this exact chair at this exact table talking so recently about how bad Stoke are and about how they had no de- no um, quality and how poor it was the whole time. Basically I think you're going to have to try and forget that. I can't. No, leave it behind. That's the issue with having a YouTube channel now. Is it, it just lives there. <laughs> um, they, uh, they scored four against Coventry last weekend and they were good value. It's not often a team scores four and a good value for four. But their expected goals, depending on which data source you look at, was somewhere between 3.5 and 4. Like, this wasn't just clinical finishing. This was a team who created loads of chances in the game. They scored three against Blackburn, five against Sunderland, and three against Swansea, all in recent weeks. They're just a really good side, enjoying no pressure, so many informed attacking players and Tyrese Campbell and Jacob Brown and Will Smallbone and Keanu Hoover. Like if you look at the the players over the last six or seven games who have the highest individual XG in the championship, about seven of the top 20 are from Stoke. Like this is not, again, this is a, this is a run of form that is based within really high performance levels rather than anything else. I saw a Borough fan reply to, you know, we put our tweet out of us talking about Stoke on the Monday pod. And I saw a Borough fan reply to that tweet and say, yeah, Stoke are the best team I've seen at the Riverside this season, comfortably. And that was in a one-all draw where they, they probably deserve to win. You know, they are relentlessly good. And this is a game between two sides with little to play for apart from, you know, they are trying to beat each other into the into the top half. It's a mid-table clash. And I think Stoke will come into it and play with reckless abandon and continue to, to create loads of chances. Um, I'll, I will be backing the over two and a half, over three and a half at nine to one, over four and a half, over five and a half at big prices as well. Because, you know, we've seen from Alex Neal on the side that when they go ahead, they don't stop. So three to one over two and a half is my is my uh, goals bet. Betfair's Bet Builder allows you to combine selections easily into one bet. And with Betfair's popular Bet Builder, you can easily add the trending Football League Bet Builder selections to your bet step in just one tap. Head to the Betfair Sportsbook app, football section. At the top of the page there, you'll find the popular bet builders. Uh, For a goal scorer, I might as well use a random name generator here rather than try and research, try and spend time on this, trying to use my terrible, stupid brain. How is it so difficult to choose a player to score a goal at a price that you consider decent rather than miserly? It shouldn't be this difficult um, but I've only got one goal scorer pick up in 
2023. I think that's in 14. So who was it? Uh, it was a guy called Jezrin Raksaki for Charlton. Raksak. So George, let me tell you about my pick this week. Jezrin Raksaki yeah, nice. of Charlton to score any time against Bristol Rovers at seven to two. One of my favourite players in the leagues, uh, a player that I think is playing far beneath his level and is proving that almost weekly right now. A player who has scored nine in his last 22 games against a team who have conceded two or more in half of their league games in Bristol Rovers. A Bristol Rovers team who have lost seven of their last 11, who are kind of leaking at this stage of the season, somewhat flapping in the wind. Uh, they're not going up, they're not going down. And I don't think Barton's the type of manager that's going to be interested in in you know tightening things up at this stage. Why not just go for it? Um, Charlton in a fairly similar position, winning 6-0 last week against Shrewsbury. Um, Jez Raksaki is just the most fantastic League One player that I can remember enjoying watching. Uh, and I think the 7-2 anytime is still value. When I picked him, I think it was January the 1st or maybe the, the second weekend of Jan, he was eight to one first and seven to two anytime. Three months later, a three months in which he has scored nine in twenty-two games, more or less, he's still seven to two anytime. So I think it's still value. My full point on Jez Raksaki anytime for Charlton against Bristol Rovers. Jed Wallace. You're gonna to need to work on that chant. <laughs> Uh, 130, Jed, is to score um, any time at Rotherham. West Brom's away form isn't great, um, but you still feel like they should, you know, they are heavy odds on favourites for this one. And I think that doesn't really reflect that Jed is probably Baggy's second biggest goal threat. Um, he's being quite wasteful this season in terms of, of his, his goal output, which is unlike him. Um, but he's still getting into regular positions to score. He has just five goals this season, but if you're looking at his um, XG over the course of the season, uh, it is. If you'll give me just a second to get it up, um, no, it's five. So fair play, sorry, John. I've done you. I've done you a, a, a wrong in there. But in, in terms of, of recent weeks, um, his, his XG over the last six or seven games is um, around 1.5. He's had nine shots, and in, in that time, hasn't scored yet. He's getting into decent positions. We know he's a regular goal scorer. If this is a game that baggies do dominate. Um, you know, Daryl DK is clearly their main source of goals, but I think Jed isn't too far behind in terms of what he can offer. He regularly gets into positions to to, to shoot and to score. Um, and it's about time that he did because his last goal was at Watford on the 20th of February. Um, since then, he had two shots against Borough, three against Hull, three against Wigan, two against Cardiff and one against Millwall. So still regularly getting into those chances. Had seven shots against Coventry. I remember day. them all. So yeah, go on, Jed. Um, 130 anytime with the Betfair Sportsbook. Oh, I'd love a Raksaki Wallace double to come in. That would be really lovely, emotionally and financially. Uh, I'm going to recap my selections first All because right. of the strange order that we find ourselves in. My nap is Peterborough to beat Shrewsbury at 2.3, Ipswich to nil. Mm. 2.1, both of those with the Betfair Sportsbook. I've laid Watford on the exchange at 1.73, uh, Mansfield and over 2.5 goals. At 11 to 4, 3.75. And my goal scorer is Jezrin Raksaki at 7 to 2. That is 4.5 in the decimal with the Betfair Sportsbook. George. Yeah, my nap is Salford to beat Leighton Orient uh, at 11 to 8. Uh, Huddersfield at 9 to 2, my next best. Carlisle, my lay at 1.87 at home to Tranmere. Stoke over 2.5 goals at 3 to 1, but I'm back in all the lines. And Jed Wallace, 130 to score any time for Millwall at Rotherham. 
if you want to put more of us in your ears ahead of this bonanza of an EFL Easter weekend, then head to nct20.substack.com, the EFL newsletter by NTT20. We have a weekend preview uh, bonus podcast extra there. It's about half an hour long and it's George and I, uh, not betting related, just picking out, lifting out, if you like, um, the biggest and most important games from all of the games that are on on Good Friday and also on Easter Monday. If this pod is the sound of the start of your weekend, I think I'm going to label the weekend preview extra a sound at the start of your weekend, which could get confusing, you know, marketing-wise, but that's what we're going for right now. ntt20.substack.com. Thank you so much to Betfair for their support uh, of this, the NTT20 betting show, and also the Monday pod. We'll be back on Tuesday for a Monday pod because we've got 72 games of EFL action between now and then. Uh, We cannot wait to sift through the wreckage with you on Tuesday. Please join us then. Thanks. Go out.